Hey guys and welcome to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira and I'm Em and I really don't know what to say in this section. I, <laughs> Will we ever have yeah. one where you don't say I that? mean I generally don't know what to say but in this one in particular I feel like I really don't know what to say because we it feels like we literally just stopped recording the last episode yeah. and started recording this one. We normally record like every Sunday but because a certain someone called Em is off on her jollies this weekend. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard the phrase jollies. <laughs> I'm such an old lady. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's off on a little mini break down to London. So lovely. Um, we're actually recording this on a Wednesday, so we last recorded yeah, on, on a Friday. On Friday, so, so yeah. it's barely it been... like a, a much shorter gap. And obviously, what's even happened? Who knows? We're going into the weekly roundup, so I'm sure we'll find out. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to this week's episode. So, without further ado, do you want to kick it off with your high and low of the last? Few days, few days, not even weeks. Actually, weirdly, I can actually think of two lows this week and oh, two lows, so, that's sad. So one of them is trivial, and I told you this was going to be the low. Okay. So, like Kira just mentioned, and I'll get onto it more, like, talking about the fact that I'm going on a break. Um, That reminds me of Friends. We're, We're on, on a break! break. <laughs> I am going to London for eight days, and so I decided to order some new clothes yes. from ASOS, which is my <laughs> go-to. Spent quite a lot of money because... I knew I'd end up sending stuff back, mm-hmm. so I ordered it and I pressed standard delivery, didn't think of it, was an idiot, and it said, arriving Saturday, 3rd of July. I leave Just after you've got on Friday, <laughs> 2nd of July. Couldn't cancel the order, it was too late to amend it, so I then had to reorder it with next day delivery, so I now Ooh. have two massive ASOS deliveries. The bonus is that the first one arrived and I do like half of it, so nice. that's a win. Yeah. But yeah, that was definitely like my trivial low of the week. I was like, how could I have been so stupid? I literally saw that it said Saturday, 3rd of July and pressed and order like, anyway. Yeah, go for it. I was like, not? well, that's a lie because it's going to be quicker than that. As the days progressed, it's not going to be quicker than that. <laughs> Saturday's probably hopeful. Oh and God. then I had to reorder. So that was my trivial low. And then tying in a high and a low of the week, I feel like the start of this week... And so Sunday and Monday, I really felt just in kind of like a rut. I don't oh. know what, I don't know. It wasn't like I was feeling really sad or, well, I did cry in the middle of Morrison's, but that probably was hormonal. <laughs> I just felt really in some kind of rut. I don't know why. Um, I think working from home and like not leaving the house can sometimes get me in a funk. Yeah. So I think maybe it was some of that. And so that was kind of a low and then on Tuesday morning so yesterday morning Mm -hmm. I woke up really early it was so sunny outside which feels rare these days it was really nice yesterday yeah it was lovely so I went out at like half six um got to Costa when it opened because it was the only place open so had to had to had to go for the Costa yeah Yeah. got myself a little oat mocha and a croissant and went and sat by the river in the sun it looked so aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I was like really, I mean, I'm not going to lie, another motivator for it was that I really wanted a cute bookstagram post. And it did so, work. It worked yeah. out nice. And it, it just really brightened my spirits and I just felt like it lifted my mood. So that was like a high and a low. Sometimes you've just got to add things in and change up the routine when working from home and I think it makes all of the Mix difference. It, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my high and low of the week. What about you? Okay, so my low of the week was a really obvious one because um, a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, you were talking about how you and your boyfriend had made a little routine of going to the Double Dutch Pancake House yeah. on the weekend. And obviously that's where I went for my birthday brunch with Jay. Um, Jay absolutely loved it and he's been going on about it ever since. But since he edited that episode, he was like, we okay. have to go back. And it's not that often that Jay and I have like the same days off at the weekend so he often works I can see where this is going can be really tricky to find a day that it actually works so this Saturday just gone we were like we're gonna go out we went to the gym first thing in the morning got ready left the house to get there for like 9am when it opened and then when we got there there was a little sign posted to the window saying sorry we're closed today with like a sad face and I went on their Instagram and it just said we've had to close unexpectedly for a few days no reason why but that's probably oh yeah maybe a COVID maybe thing. that happened to me this week had a restaurant reservation got cancelled true yeah because it's a small like there's a, I think it's yeah. quite a small team so it could quite easily wipe them out um not like <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> that was a bit more like... I meant as in like the workforce not being able to go into work yeah. but I realised now that sounded really deadly um mm. did you go somewhere instead so we ended up just going to Pret because we were in town really yeah. early so not oh, a lot of the other cafes open. were open and then we walked past Brew and Brownie it wasn't even open yet 
but there was a gigantic queue. Oh. And although Jay had the morning off, he did actually have to be in work in the afternoon. Yeah, so, so you couldn't basically the queue. got a prep, but it was just a bit disappointing. I did make myself pancakes for lunch, so I like turned it around again. But it was just sad because we got hyped up for it and, and it obviously did not work out. <laughs> Um, but it's a really like, sad it, it was it was just like oh, I what are the chances I was saving it for this you know uh, yeah I was like literally what are the chances that on the one day that we want to go it's closed so I mean yeah. that just make it even sweeter little pun there for yeah. you to have pancakes next time you go next time we eventually find a date that reminds me of an excellent pun that Ben <laughs> told me this morning so he sent me a picture of he's got two dogs and they were in, on his bed and he sent me a picture of them and so I sent back Oh, little context for this. Every day of his life, he eats scrambled eggs. Every day? Yeah, well, almost every day. The more you say about his eating habits, the more (laughs) I'm like, me and Jay are actually normal with food, and that's something that never gets said. (laughs) Ever. Ever. (laughs) Especially with Jay. Uh, Anyway, so he'd sent me a picture of these dogs on the bed, um, and I said, oh, can I have a video of them, like, of you, you know, them playing? And he said, oh, I went up to get my breakfast, and they scrambled. (laughs) Uh, it really cracked me up more than it wow. should have done. Love that for you. Um, okay, so then that was my low. <laughs> Little tangent for a pun there. Um, and my high was one that actually just happened yesterday evening, just before bed, and that was that I hit twenty five thousand subscribers. <gasps> oh, so that, that is was such a high. That was a fun little milestone. I know that, like, technically, it's like no different from just hitting any other amount of thousands. But no, like, that, that's like when a it's quarter like, of a hundred thousand. Wow, I feel like when it's either a ten or a fifteen or twenty five or who knows, maybe one to like a fifty or something like that. I just feel like those numbers feel exciting. So that was. It was a fun time. Mm, yeah. I'm proud of you. That's Thank exciting. You. Thank you. Remember when we had like 100 and we were thinking we'd never grow? Now I've quit and you're on 25 days. <laughs> <laughs> Look how things change. How times change. <laughs> wow. Um, so did anything else happen in your last little... We're calling it a week, but it's like a mini week. It's like a half week. Yeah. I feel like I don't have any reading updates. Um, Same here. Because I haven't really had time to read because... Like you said, I am preparing for a week off work. So today's Wednesday. I finish on Friday and I've got like nine days off because I'm not back till Monday the 12th. Wow. I haven't taken a week off work since I began my job and I didn't realise that I hadn't taken a week off work. I took a few days off for Christmas, but then I got COVID. So I don't really count that <laughs> really as a holiday, fun holiday. Given that I was like having to sit down in the shower because I couldn't breathe oh, God. and eat super noodles all the time. I feel I like mean, that wasn't... <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> Super noodles, noodles are always good. are, like, the best. They mm-hmm. remind me of having COVID. But, yeah, that was the last time I took time off work. So, it's really nice. I'm excited to go to London. I'm not going to say any of the, the things that I've put on my list that I want to do in London. Because you're going to save then, that Yeah, I feel like time. next week's roundup is going to be excellent on my side. Uh, but, yeah, so, because of that, I feel like it's been really busy at work, trying to get everything done, trying mm-hmm. to just get all my life together before I take a week off work and, like, leave York. Yeah. So, really excited for that but it's just been a little bit busy and then your restaurant cancellation or the restaurant being closed reminded me that on Sunday I went down to Leeds to see my cousin Emma and we had booked to go to a restaurant called Gusto and they had to cancel they rang me up and told me they had to cancel because of Covid and I was sad because the one in York has closed yeah and so I was really excited to go but then we ended up just randomly turning up at this place in Leeds called Rudy's which I'm not sure it's a chain yeah Yeah. and it's like a pizza place I think they have one in Manchester as well and I'd never I'd never even heard of it and so So they sat us like by like right on the bar like not the bar right on the little bit by the kitchen like it's like you're on bar stools right facing into the kitchen so you could see them making the pizzas and it was just such good pizza and then after the pizza I had a little tiramisu and I was thinking Mm. about how this is like not meant to be sad this is just something people might relate to is that when people are gone it's the littlest things that like make you feel like they're still with you like my granddad always used to have tiramisu and so I ordered one when I saw it on the menu like whenever I see it on the menu I think I just I'll just get it because it's just like a nice moment like a nice memory and so I had just a cute little tiramisu and it I don't know it's it's weird how the strangest little things remind you of people and make you feel like they're still here in some way I have to say it's so funny that you've got a tiramisu memory of your granddad because (laughs) I've got one too. Uh, Maybe it's not as not as unique as I thought. Well, it's because so um, my grandma and granddad on my dad's side. Whenever we'd go around to their house for like 
lunch or dinner or anything, they'd always like get out all the ice cream selection from the freezer, <laughs> and and they'd have a good selection. Like they really like yeah. stocked up on the ice cream. I don't think my brother and my dad have still gotten over the fact that the biscuit flavor Vianetta is no longer a thing, but they they love I it. I don't even remember that. It was really good. <laughs> it was <laughs> it really like it. it was really good. <laughs> Um, but one of the flavours that came up regularly was tiramisu. But the reason that that's a, a memory is not because of the actual flavour of ice cream, but it's because my granddad from, was from Glasgow. And so he would say it like, tiramisu. And we all just like, it was just one of the very amusing words that we just all love to hear in his uh, Glaswegian accent. And I think my brother even mentioned that at the funeral. So, um, oh, but it is, yeah. I feel like it is nice that these things can be like, we're both smiling now at the memories of our granddad's granddad interior. Like and I that. just feel like those moments um, when you're like fresh into grief can be really sad because everything reminds you of people mm-hmm. that you miss. But then as time goes on, it actually turns into happy memories. And I think that's really nice. Put it on the family group chat and we mm-hmm. all have a little smile at it. And I just think things like that Cute. are really heartwarming. Uh, so that's pretty much it for my weekly roundup. The other thing that happened is that Love <laughs> Island started, which I feel yeah, like that's on my list as well. Do you watch Love well, I haven't until right now. I started this year. <laughs> wow, that's wild. I, I didn't know, know you I didn't know what changed in my mind, but I think, I don't know if, like, since moving, I've just, like, decided to just dive into loads of new shows and, like, I don't know, maybe it's because we've got, like, a TV like we had that makes it sound like we didn't have a tv before (laughs) but basically before when me and jay just lived in a bedroom in his parents house um we didn't use the living room as much so we just had like a little tv in the bedroom yeah and it kind of put me off of watching stuff so i've started love island that's wild what are you thinking so far i'm enjoying it and i've been enjoying it so much in fact that i've gone back to watch season five which season is uh, that? Molly, Molly May and Tommy. Oh, yeah. You need to watch the second season. That was a great season. Which one's Zara in? Zara is, I think, maybe season three. Okay. Season two is the one with... Um, do you remember Katie? Or have you ever heard about Katie? Katie and Scott. Mm, oh, no. that's a good season. I, I always... I actually think, like, the beginning seasons... I watched season one, two, and three, like, very... Religiously. religiously. <laughs> and then after that, when they kind of got the vibe that they were going to be famous if they went on it, I feel like the show changed a bit. But now, just this year, because everyone in my house is watching it, I decided mm-hmm. to watch it. And my first comment, my only comment this week, really, <laughs> is that I, everyone's making fun of Hugo, but Hugo is so the one I'd go for. He seems lovely. He does seem nice. I'm trying to think who would who would I have gone I for. I like Aaron, and I like Hugo. Hugo just seems really goofy, and he's got a Chelsea-ish accent, which The thing I that I like. can't really... Mm. Um, <laughs> interesting um, the thing that I can't get over is that he's an actual like he's a PE teacher right, can you we imagine this? this are teachers allowed to go on well, I don't think he's going to be a teacher anymore after this he clearly wasn't feeling like he'd found his calling he's like might as well throw myself on the violin imagine telling the violin like, and being like oh there's sir <laughs> I mean the bit where they had to talk about their most shocking sex stories can you imagine your teacher like, I mean, I feel like most schools had, like, a PE teacher that people used to fancy, but imagine that teacher going on going the island. Going on the island. Um, Speaking yeah. of that challenge with the sexual thing, one of them, I can't remember his name, <laughs> uh, why is he so vocal about the fact that he likes toes and feet? Oh, God, yeah. I it just, keeps coming up. He's really into the feet, and it's really off-putting. <laughs> like, and it's a show to you, whatever you're into, but... Why are you bring it yeah, up so much? I really like the girl that he's with, Liberty. Oh, she's she, she seems so lovely. Just so friendly. Do you know what do you know what I like about Liberty? Is that even when Chloe came onto it, for context, uh, <laughs> Liberty is with a guy on Love Island. They were coupled up in the first coupling mm-hmm. up. Then this new girl called Chloe has come on the scene and it she kind of Liberty kind of thought that she might be in danger of her yeah. coupling going wrong. And even when this girl came on and was like her direct competition, she didn't have a bad word to say about her she just was like saying she's stunning she's a catch who wouldn't like her and i just thought that yeah shows a really great woman it does it really does what isn't so great is the the girl who came on (laughs) which her like introduction was saying oh i do like a married man and have you seen all of the matt hancock memes like matt hancock (laughs) running to chloe We love him. And my favourite thing that's come out of Matt Hancock, who, for anyone who isn't from the UK, um, he was was the health secretary. Um, it came out in a scandal that he had been cheating on his wife with a woman that he has employed, um, using taxpayer money. Um, but my favourite thing that came out of it was the catchphrase, saving lives, shagging wives. <laughs> no! 
tickled me. <laughs> oh, no. And I mean, oh, there's so many yeah. memes that have come out of that. It's I saw so many TikToks. I also think we should do a section, section, a section <laughs> on the podcast where we we tell the listeners what our TikTok algorithm is feeding us this week because it does change weekly. It really does. Last week yeah. I had what I, what I eat in a days. Mm-hmm. This week I've just got so many red cocker spaniels golden retrievers and tabby kittens and it's just all i'm getting that's really interesting i have been getting um hairdresser povs so like (laughs) that's neat so like there's a hairdresser and then basically they do both parts but it's basically like just uh, like redoing like when karens have come in or like ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) no i didn't i struggled to word Like, so, like, a Karen coming in and being like, you know, so just to let you know, you're not going to be able to go fully blonde today because your hair's really dark right now, but if you want to continue on with the process, then we'll go for it, and then you can book in another session to get fully blonde, and then at the end, it shows the Karen, like, calling up, like, excuse me, no one told me that I wasn't going to be fully blonde, I paid for this, and I don't understand why it hasn't worked. Your foot just touched my foot. (laughs) I feel like I'm in my zone, so your yeah, that was, was my first. Let's just get things straight. Um, so we've gone off on a major tangent. Yeah, here. you, you. This is going to be a long roundup. You go through your list. So on my list, it was Love Island. That has been a life changing thing for me. And just going to season five again. Amber is just hilarious. I, I really love Amber. Season five. So oh, I thought you were talking about Amber that won it in season three. Then she was a good. Good no, I, I didn't watch Molly May's season. I have, oh. I, I didn't watch anything after season three, and now I've picked it back up. However, oh. I have watched Molly May and Tommy's story on YouTube. Love that, <laughs> so romantic. I'm obsessed with Molly May. I just think she's such a vibe. She really is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Love Island was on the list. Um, I was very excited because yesterday I was able to go to a pottery class again because it's been a few weeks. Work has been hectic, um, for the last few weeks, which has been I've not been able to get to any classes. So it was fun to get back to it. Um. And, you know. She's just been showing me her mug collection of mugs that she's hand potted. Hand potted. Hand potted. And they built. are excellent. Thank you. I feel like there's a definite progression in my uh, skill. Yeah. Like the, the most recent ones look nicer. Than... But like I say, I think sometimes with handmade pottery, like mugs especially, or bowls, the ones that look the least symmetrical are the ones that I'd always pick. Mm, yeah, there's a, definite, there's a definite vibe for like a rustic sort of yeah. wonky look. But yeah, so I'm having a lot of fun with pottery. Um, and then the final thing that I wanted to mention is actually courtesy of Jess, who listens to this podcast. She gave me a recommendation for another podcast, which I was so excited Ooh. about. And that was um, the I'm All In podcast with Scott Patterson. Scott Patterson plays Luke Danes in Gilmore Girls. And he is oh, basically... okay. I didn't know this existed. Go, it, it's quite new, I think. He's not... He's, I think he's maybe done about 14 episodes. Um, but he's like going through all of the episodes and like sort of re-watching... Gilmore Girls for the first time he's never actually watched himself in it before he's got some that's that's such a vibe that's like the One Tree Hill I think she said that she found it via that oh I'm fairly certain that's what Jess said but anyway I was so excited to get hold of that because I love Gilmore Girls he's a really funny guy he's getting loads of like um cast members like his like co-stars on as guests on the podcast and it's just a lot of fun so yeah that was a great one so shout out to jess for that recommendation Mm. and also you saying it's a new podcast 14 episodes just made me like reflect on the fact that we're not a new podcast we're We're just like an established podcast what time to be live yeah we love honestly since quitting youtube which i talked about not quitting youtube that sounds dramatic since i left youtube forever (laughs) (laughs) clickbait (laughs) fake news i actually might go back since I took a break <laughs> from YouTube, I'm feeling like I can bring so many more ideas to the table for the podcast, which I'm enjoying. What a vibe. Yeah. Like, I actually, for the first time, was like, let's, I don't need to struggle to think of a weekly theme. And came to you yeah. with a selection. You, you, you offered options. So yeah. speaking of those options, let's, shall we head into yeah, the, the main let's topic? Do it. <laughs> Okay, so moving on to swiftly from that little segue, <laughs> the weekly theme. I had a couple of ideas, but we decided to go for this one mainly because the next episode is going to be a list, and we hadn't thought of everything we to go in on. We had like four days left, and I needed time to think about yeah. and process my list properly. Exactly, and I also <laughs> thought that this one kind of 
it was inspired by the episode we did a few weeks back all about appearance and mm. you know how you know we just did a discussion on appearance i can't remember <laughs> appearance and listen to the episode if you want to know yeah. more because that was weeks ago i can't remember what we said <laughs> but anyway like branching off from that i thought we could do a main theme about caring what people think because i think this could mm. come under like this can happen in every area of life i'm talking putting out a creative project and being scared about the reaction or yeah. dating someone and taking them home and wondering, you know, being scared what people are going to think mm-hmm. or wearing a new outfit and being scared what people are going to think. So I feel like it's quite broad and it can apply to anyone, anywhere in a variety of contexts. <laughs> Which is really nice. Love that I don't know why that. I'm doing a sales pitch for the theme <laughs> because this is the theme. Here it is. Whether you, you like it or not, <laughs> you don't get a choice. Yeah. But yeah, bringing some marketing to the table. You've sold me. I'm excited to talk about caring about what people think. Exactly. So, I guess the main question to start this one off is, would you say you care what people think? Ooh. Because I think you're one of the rare people in life that doesn't. I think it depends on the context. I think I am, in most circumstances, unapologetically myself. So Mm -hmm. I feel like, in that sense, I don't really care what people think. But equally, I do want to be liked. Yeah, I like guess, yeah, there's me, two sides to it, caring what people me. think, um, wanting, and that comes from wanting to be yeah, liked. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that has evolved for me. I used to care what people would think a lot. I did not like to stand out or anything like that. My mum would, like, make fun of me and, like, make loud noises in public just to show how little people mm-hmm. actually pay attention to what you're doing. But that would absolutely <laughs> mortify me. She's, she's oh, great. classic. I know, she's great. Um, but, yeah, it would absolutely mortify me at the time because, honestly, I was like, oh, my God, mum, shut up. But um, now I realise, actually, people don't really care about you that much. Like, most people yeah. don't Most care. people are the main character in their own lives. I struggle to imagine that I'm not the main character in other people's lives. I'm like... <laughs> excuse me and the main character in everyone's life <laughs> like I really do feel like that and you know <laughs> I just think there's a moment like, there where I didn't I couldn't detect the sarcasm what sarcasm <laughs> <laughs> um, but for real I think that main character energy hilarious as it may be to see it on TikTok and make fun mm-hmm. of it is actually such a great way to just like be your best self and just like think about like who do you want to be in the story of your life like Ooh, if you deep. were a main character, like, well, first of all, do you want to be a main character? Like, do you want to stand out? Do you want to, like, live your life, live your story and all that kind of stuff? Cringy, I know. But I think giving yourself those, like, cringy frameworks in your brain can be a great way to just make your actual day-to-day lived life better. Lived life? Ooh, like, that. like, do you know what I mean? Like, not just, like, the life that you want to have, but actually just being like, well, I am going to act like the main character and I am going to do the things that I want to do regardless of what other people think. It's a great way to actually be happy yeah, and to definitely. just like get the most out of your experience because you know you're only yeah. you're only here once. It's, I think it's kind of portrayed on TikTok as the example of the main character energy as like this obnoxious thing that everyone <laughs> thinks they're their own main character. But you're right; it isn't obnoxious to put yourself first and to Wait, obviously you, you within wrong. reason. Like, yeah, <laughs> don't you know if you, there's people that you care what they think like deeply. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I think caring what people think in general refers to the people that aren't in your close circle it's like yeah the broader public view and it's like why do i actually care about that i'm never gonna see these people again like for example walking past people and being scared that they might judge your outfit you're never gonna see them again ever probably no exactly it's just like i think it's such a fine line and for example you know i just talked about hitting a milestone on youtube i obviously care what people think about that i'm making content and kind of the purpose is for it to be liked and watched and interacted with so if i didn't care what people thought i wouldn't be making the content because the whole point is to have that kind of like engagement and back and forth between the creator and people who are watching the content however i think it also can get dangerous if you start letting everything you do in terms of content creation be dictated by public perception because yeah. if you only make content that you think people want to watch and then it doesn't get the reception that you think it's going to get then that can start to have that like negative backlash on like your like self-perception and how much you value yourself and your content so I think caring what people think can be valuable and it can be a great way to like drive you to do things that like include human connection which is so important but definitely I think yeah, yeah like you say it's definitely a spectrum I think to some extent, you do need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. I think when, like you say, with creative content, it's always good to be 
aware of how it might be perceived and how you want it to be perceived yeah. but then if you think about it too much you might never put that content out there like I remember when I first put a YouTube video out there I almost tore myself out of it because I was so scared of what people would think yeah. or anything like that like submitting a manuscript off for the first time mm-hmm. the thought of someone else reading it and hating it that like terrified me yeah but these things can they're good in small doses but I think in too like too big of a dose they can stop you from doing really important things and it's the same with personal situations I think Definitely, it's okay to care what people that you are close to and that you trust think. Mm-hmm. If I do something, I run it by you and I want your opinion and I genuinely care. Yeah. But to think about what, say, social media, everyone on social media thinks or everyone on your Instagram feed thinks or bypasses in public, mm-hmm. it's too much and it can be, it can really trap you from doing the things that you want to do and that are going to make you be your best self. So you're yeah. right, it's definitely a spectrum. Absolutely. So... I've sort of said whether I think I care what people think. Do you care what people think? Okay, so this is an interesting question because I always say that you don't. I mean, you might do a bit, but I think you're one of the best people I've ever met in terms of that. Also just one of the best people I've ever met. Yeah. In terms of that specifically, like, you've nailed down that kind of confidence of just going about and doing the things that you want to do that make you happy and I really have always admired that I think you would probably say that I do care about what people think too much (laughs) and it it does I really do struggle with it I think I'm struggling less as I get older I think I'm getting better at it Mm -hmm. I think part of that comes with things like vlogging in public because that really does mean that you have to throw all that out the window yeah absolutely Um, but I think definitely it's something that I have to actively try and fight, otherwise I'll never do anything or put anything out there. Like, the amount of times, little secret behind the scenes of Mm. the podcast, the (laughs) amount of times I pause our recording and say, I think we need to record that again, I'm worried I've said something stupid or offensive or something like that, and I just overthink it. And the amount of times I say, absolutely not, if you want us to re-record this, then I'm quitting the podcast. Um, Not to be dramatic. Maybe one day we should release a blooper of you telling me Yeah, there's so many. I feel like I just, I have to... I have to be stern because otherwise I mean I think it's gotten a lot better I think at the beginning when we were first recording the podcast it was like almost every other thing it was like oh my god I need to do this again oh my god people are gonna hate me and I'm like you're being ridiculous no they're not (laughs) being your authentic self is far better and also to clarify you've never actually said anything that would have been offensive or upsetting or I think, terrible. Yeah, I think I was If you were actually, it. like, saying anything horrible, <laughs> then I'd be like, yeah, fair enough, but you are not a horrible person, and therefore it's all an internalised fear about, oh, what if this is perceived in this way, but it's not going to be. And I just think sometimes having someone to check your anxieties about what people might think can help yeah. you along. And I think that's what, like, my mum always tried to do with just, like, showing me that people didn't really care. It does eventually kind of coax you out of it and push you along and I feel like now compared to when we started the podcast in November you're a lot more like authentic yeah. and just natural with your and recording. okay with being natural and I don't overthink it and yeah. I used to before I upload the podcast each week because mm-hmm. that's like the part of the deal I do I used to listen to every single second to check I didn't say anything stupid whereas now I just kind of flick through and check that uh, like I mainly just flick through so I can get a title out of it and yeah. remember what we talked about but I think it's definitely getting better over time it can mm-hmm. be really I think really like hems you in caring about what people think and it is difficult but definitely this isn't the agony ant section of the podcast but advice like you said is having someone there that can put it into perspective yeah because you often like make me realize that not everyone is obsessed with me as I think they are it's and also that, like like no one cares and like I obviously get to see you like authentically in a friendship and I think you're really great but I also think that when you like almost like censor yourself and like really limit yourself in what you can say and how you phrase things and be really cautious about how it's going to be perceived by other people then you actually kind of do yourself a disservice because the self that gets portrayed out to the world isn't isn't actually you it's not like as great as you are so I feel like the more authentic you can allow yourself to be and the the more you can actually let go of like caring about what people think actually does the opposite in the sense of people engage with you more and actually find a better connection because I think like on a subconscious level people can tell if you're being authentic and if you've kind of like got that guard down versus if you're like really scripted and just like sort of polished so I feel like it actually has kind of like the opposite effect when you let go of caring people actually 
like find more connection with you I don't know if that makes sense but yeah definitely I agree I think when you put authentic content across it makes you feel better and it also that comes across to whoever's consuming that content Mm -hmm. um what was I gonna say I had a thought in my head I was distracted (laughs) from the thought process because my housemate just messaged me she's gone to have her vaccine and she texted me saying with no context I forgot that she was going to have her vaccine (laughs) saying having the 15 minutes are you going to die sit at the moment and I was like, that's a weird sentence. Where is she? What is she doing? <laughs> but they make you sit for 15 minutes to check you're not going to pass out or have a reaction. And has she made it through? Uh, well, that was five minutes ago. So she's still got 10 minutes through yeah, 10 minutes. But it just distracted me because I was trying to work out what the 15 minutes of Are You Going to Die was. Because <laughs> that sounded very dramatic. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say was, with some of these things, like we talked about maybe confidence with appearance, mm-hmm. or and we talked about how it gets easier with age. I actually think that this one can fluctuate, caring what people think. Mm-hmm. And I think... Obviously, I don't know why you're so confident in like putting your best self forward, um, as we seem to have coined it. <laughs> but I think it comes, a lot of it can come from having people that are really close to you that make you feel like your best self is great. Mm-hmm. Like you having that support network of Jay for so long, I think could have affected it. And, and I think it can be impacted by self-esteem and maybe yeah. things in your life that might make you feel like you are more concerned about what people think. Don't know what you think about that. I think a good support that like being friends with you for example Mm -hmm. has made me care less because I think becoming close to people who make you feel very settled in who you are makes you feel better about expressing that self to other people that was a more eloquent way of putting what I was saying and yeah I definitely think like I say my mum's always tried to encourage me to be like you know not carefree or anything like that but like you know just like be more aware of the fact that actually people care a lot less than you think they do. And so don't let that fear stop you from doing stuff. And then Jay is obviously really encouraging about all sorts of things like the podcast and YouTube and stuff, which I think probably if I'd have had a partner who was like, oh, why do you want to do YouTube for? Then I would never have done it because I'd have been like, oh, if he thinks that, everyone else is going to think it and I'm just going to look weird. So that definitely helps. But also I think it's through the consumption of content of people who I'm like, wow, look at the type of That's life so true. they are living. And there's no difference between me and them other than the fact that they're actually doing it and I'm just thinking about doing it. And so... Ooh, I love that. Like, it's... Stick that on a t-shirt. 100% was a fear. Like, I was like, I didn't want anyone to know about it. It was really scary. But gradually over time, I've just been like, okay, I'm now... 24 do I want to be 44 and think god I wish I'd done that when I was in my 20s and you know just like or do I want to actually just live it do it see what happens like really what's the worst that's gonna happen and actually having a YouTube channel just as one example of something that I would have stopped myself from doing because I was worried people would think it was stupid so I would have stopped myself doing something for fear of people who care about it basically thinking it was weird um and that has helped me get jobs oh yeah massively is a secondary form of income it has introduced me to so many great friends a great community all of that kind of stuff so I feel like it has opened up so many doors in addition to just helping me boost my confidence and I think in almost every single circumstance doing something that you've been thinking about doing but you're nervous to try will have a positive effect in some way or another so I think just reminding yourself what kind of life do you want to live? What steps do you need to take to get there? Definitely. That's how life I is it. short. I think it is. Life is too short. Obviously, I say this as someone who does care what people think. So yeah. I'm not saying that I don't at all. I think it's a, it is a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. But not life is too short to care what people think. And it's something that I constantly repeat to myself in the hopes that I will then act as a reflection of that. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that applies to anything. That applies to wearing the top that you want to wear. It applies to, I don't know moving jobs or starting a creative project or doing something crazy that you think people might judge you for but actually life is short just go for it I think that's the mantra I always repeat to myself is it's too short to not do the thing and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out absolutely I think as well just give yourself a little bit of grace and just like time to sort of acclimatize to trying to care less and also give yourself a hard set areas like I do care what people think in certain things like especially I think to do to do with things like appearance and stuff like mm-hmm. that is something that I find myself worrying about a lot more whereas just I think in personality and in being a bit more confident like in doing things like vlogging in public 
I care less. So it's not like all of a sudden you're just going to be able to release all of your cares about everything and suddenly be this like transformed, confident person who just does whatever they want. But you can give yourself focus areas and think about what you care the most about trying to transform in your life and just start from there and see what happens. But yeah, just take it easy, but also don't do yourself a disservice by not trying things because you're worried about what people think. Mm, I think caring what people think and wanting to be liked is one of the most difficult things to overcome but I think having a strong support network of people that make you believe that the content you create and the people the person that you are Mm -hmm. is not something to ever be ashamed of and also like you say surrounding yourself with content online for example or people that you admire and push you to do the things that you want to do and wear the things that you want to wear and whatever it is Mm -hmm. um a combination of that is the way forward life is short peace out Okay, so moving into the agony ant section. This week we have two questions. I feel like we've had a few weeks where we've had like big One chunky ones. Question, but yeah, yeah, this week we're back to two. Um, so um, do you want to hand over the first question? <laughs> well, technically it's not handing over because we've already decided. Hand it over I'm gonna to ask their it ears. And then also answer it first but the first question that we got i think is a result of one of the agony ants we did a few weeks ago where we talked about first date jitters and someone was feeling nervous about going on their first date post lockdown and so this person messaged us on instagram instead of the agony ant form which you know you can ask it via the anonymous form or you can dm us on instagram we will take the agony ants either way wherever they come Um, and they said uh we loved not well they loved <laughs> I don't know why I said that like it was multiple people <laughs> have cocked it up already <laughs> fallen at the first hurdle <laughs> this is because <laughs> she's had to spit a squash back in it. <laughs> it's because you told me to put my phone down and now I'm trying to do it from memory <laughs> I very narrowly okay. avoided choking to death just then okay so the question said I really enjoyed hearing your advice for people going on their first date <laughs> don't laugh I'm going strong now do you have any advice for deciding whether you want to go on a second date if the date's not life-changing and it's just all right so that's the question i feel like this situation is quite common and i will always say in this situation and i always tell myself in this situation um that people are often really nervous I know I am when they go, you're still trying not to laugh on No, you. I was just thinking we're going to have such different answers to this really? question. Yeah, so you go ahead. <laughs> so obviously the ideal situation, I'll start by saying, is that you meet someone on the first date that sparks. Yeah. But if on the first date you think, that was a good date, but are they the one? Like, yeah. do I go on a second date? Was there sparks? So I think when people go on first dates, they can be really nervous and they're not off. Like sometimes it might not be, you know, their true sense of humor or their true like level of confidence. And so that might yeah. affect how you perceive them on the date. But I often think that, I don't know why I keep saying often. Because I, it's often, often I always think, I always think um, that a second date reveals people's <laughs> like true selves like their sense of humor might Mm -hmm. come more out they're less nervous so it's more natural might be a bit more comfortable there might be a bit more like them touching your arm like more comfortable with each other um (laughs) i just think people deserve a second chance with dating unless they do something awful on the first date if the situation is that you're just not (laughs) sure a second date what have you got to lose like you don't want to think what if like a second date can I actually think second dates are a bit more make 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 or break than first than dates first because mm. you know no one is there more of a non nervous yeah. self and also first dates can often have like the first date chat where there's a list of questions that people ask on first dates mm. where second dates I always find is where you get into the nitty gritty and have more either deep chats and you're like wow okay there's funniness going on here there's deep chats going on here. Or you think this conversation's dry, it's run out, there's nothing to talk about, and you can finally put that to bed. Not. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. I meant, a second I meant, date. <laughs> I meant to shelve it. Uh, so yeah, I always would recommend giving a second date a chance unless they said something awful on the first date or you really didn't like them. If it's a either or kind of situation, I think people are worth giving a second chance. What are your thoughts? Are you I mean, a, if they don't, <gasps> to be fair, mine was more of a mine was more of a jerky response because okay. just to to clarify for anyone who's new listener, I 
have never been on a date. I've been in a happy relationship for nearly eight years. Oh, she likes to uh, rub it in. She's never experienced heartbreak. Uh, yeah, well, me and Jay were met when we were in school, so we've been together since we were 16. Yada, yada, yada. So I've never actually done dating. You're not doing it. So um, taking it back to our main topic and talking about main character energy, mm-hmm. I just think, you know, if you ask yourself after a date that was just okay, do you want your life to be just okay or do you want your life to be spectacular like the main character that you are so in that instance i'd be like no do you know what cut them loose imagine that you're in a rom-com and you're waiting to find your perfect person but actually my uh, view there is obviously far less realistic for real life and everything but just just thought i'd add a little bit of spice into the mix a little sparkle um, sparkle spice but for this this situation take mine as the jerky response and m's as the advice that you should actually follow <laughs> no i do think people but i actually like segueing i was gonna say people really like to wait for the spark and the chemistry but does too much of that come from movies come from books are people waiting for this perfect thing that actually what <laughs> joking just stop drinking that squash i was about to say something really profound <laughs> so sorry what I was going to say before she really interrupted by choking on literal liquid um, is that I think people put too much emphasis on finding like the one and that chemistry on the first date and actually people often need time to settle into themselves and to settle into the chemistry that you two have as people like Mm. I think it's sometimes unrealistic that two people can be thrown together spend two hours together and be perfect for each other like people need to settle into their roles and people need to that sounded a bit non like traditional not roles yeah. do you know what i mean like roles with each other and mm. become more comfortable and then they're just more authentic so yeah i'd say go for it and please report back i am still waiting to hear from the first date person because i want to know <laughs> what the date was and how it went please i <laughs> love that for you um okay so moving on to the second question which i do have more of a yeah, and I have a less of a... Okay, so we've got a nice mix here. <laughs> um, um, when you're saying something really profound here, I'm going to take a sip of squash <laughs> from my mug, and I'm going to choke on it. I genuinely think there might be something wrong with my throat, because I choke on liquid far more often than is, I think, normal. But um... Well, clearly. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the second anyway. question. So, what we've got here is someone... <laughs> All we've got here is a... <laughs> Like a 19th century cushion <laughs> going at 100 pounds. Okay, so um, I have been graduated from university for a couple of years now. I made my. <laughs> Are you talking about yourself? I feel like I started <laughs> as if I was. Yeah, that didn't sound like an agony. No, get yourself not... together. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Look, I'm sorry, I've choked <laughs> literally and figuratively. Okay, just recovered from my choking thing. <laughs> oh god. Ongoing problem here. But um the next question that we've got is from our agony out of form and this person said, I graduated from university a couple of years ago and have been at the same graduate job since then. It's been a great opportunity and I've really enjoyed my time there, but I feel like it's kind of time to move on to my next step but this is the first full-time job that I've had and I've never had to hand in a resignation before or break the news to a boss that I really like that it's time for me to move on do you have any advice for taking that next step and not feeling too guilty about making the choice that's right for me but leaving a good company behind that's a tough one I mean for context we're answering this Kira has had several jobs I am still in my first like you know, marketing job that I've had since uni. Mm-hmm. So I haven't made that move yet. Um, if anyone from works or something, <laughs> that sounded like, yeah, like, yeah it's, it's yeah. imminent. <laughs> no, but I think you probably have more experience with this. Okay, so yeah, just to give a brief, brief career history for me, my first graduate job actually ended in redundancy. Woohoo! So, um, Tell them what it was. Radiators. <laughs> it was real. I worked doing marketing for a company that sells electric radiators. I firmly believe that if you can market a radiator, you can market anything. Hashtag electric radiators direct. Hashtag storage heaters direct. Hashtag infrared heaters direct. Hashtag yawn. Yawn, yeah. So um, did that. Thankfully ended after four months in redundancy. Best result of my life. Um, (laughs) At the time was sad because I was like, I'm unemployed. But then, you know, 
very much a blessing in disguise. My next and job... Let, and let that be a sign to anyone that might be experiencing that, that you now think of that as a blessing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a fucking relief. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, she whipped out the air. I know. <laughs> it just slipped out. That's how relieved I was. Um, my next job was, like, I, I was, like, job searching for about a month, then found my next job, digital marketing, for the Emmerdale Studio Experience, and then I moved from the Emmerdale Studio Experience to my current role, which is the parent company that kind of owns and manages the Emmerdale Studio Experience amongst other visitor attractions in the UK. So I technically had to hand in my notice at Emmerdale to move to the central team, although I'm still employed by the same company. Mm. But I remember that being a dilemma. It was a dilemma because I loved the team at the like studio experience. It was such a great team. The general manager was great. Lindsay, who was my marketing manager, who I worked directly under, was amazing. And I just had such a great time there. And it was really, I feel like, transformative in my like career. Yeah. And just like setting me off on the right direction. So I was really sad at the prospect of having to leave them but I also recognised that there wasn't really much room for progression in that team because it was relatively yeah. small and there was nowhere else for me to really go. I think that's probably often the yeah. case with situations like this. Because it's like, if you're happy with your company, which it sounds like this person who asked the mm-hmm. question is, often the reason that you would move is because there is nowhere for you to go from that role. Yeah. And so you have to look elsewhere. And generally speaking, employers will recognise that. And if you've got a good boss, like I did at Emmerdale, both the general manager, Dave, and then Lindsay, my marketing manager, were Whoa, so... Names. <laughs> Dave and Lindsay, such legends. Um, but yeah, they were both so encouraging. And like Dave encouraged me to ask for more money when I got offered the job and all sorts of things. Like They were just mm-hmm. really, really great and like just supportive about taking the next step because they recognised that it wasn't anything personal it was purely a that's career the decision thing, i think i think in this situation a lot of the time it's that you want to progress but you can't mm-hmm. but that you love the team that you're in and i think in these situations you have to remember that everyone if everyone in the team gets on everyone is also their own professional self and so yeah. everyone gets it everyone mm-hmm. gets that want to move your career in the right direction and they know it's not personal like you just said absolutely so i think a couple of things that helped in the situation was that because it was an internal role i was transparent from the beginning that I was applying so it wasn't yeah. like I dropped a resignation bomb and so if you feel like you are close enough with your manager it might be worth mentioning to them look I'm thinking that it might be time for my next step in my career do you think that there's going to be any opportunities here because if not I'm going to start yeah. looking elsewhere because that also gives them an opportunity to think oh gosh if we Can don't we make, make a role yeah. then we're going to lose this person and it might actually create a new mm-hmm. role for you and give you an opportunity so that's obviously one option diamonds then, are formed under pressure exactly exactly and then if not they're aware of it and they'll also be aware that you are looking on the basis of you need to make your next career move. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think most good managers, totally supportive of that. They'll be sad to see you go, but they will 100% support your career Mm -hmm. decisions. And anyone who is resentful, tries to change your mind without actually offering you any incentive to stay, those are the types of people that you should think, oh, actually, maybe I'm making a good exit out of this place yeah. that's not a supportive or uplifting work environment. So, yeah, those would be my thoughts. Yeah, I think as much as it's so good to have a team, I love my team at work and it's such a great environment to be in, it is kind of, to an extent, every man for themselves in that everyone is having their own individual career. And so people will generally be understanding. What I will say is that although that's really good advice you've, you've just given, given, given. <laughs> I can understand that telling your manager you might look elsewhere would be scary because then yeah. you put pressure on yourself to be able to find something if they don't step up and offer you something. So it is a really tricky one, but I think in terms of coming to terms with it, on, in, on that level of not wanting to offend the team. Yeah. Everyone's being professional and you can stay in contact with these people after you leave, if you leave. I think some of the best friendships are born from meeting in a professional setting and just mm-hmm. keep in touch with people. Let people know this is not about the team. Let them know how much you value them and how great they've made the experience. Yeah. Um, and just be honest and say it was just a progression matter. And I think so many people will relate to that and yeah. be able to connect with that. I think handing in the resignation is scary, but using a phrase that I used last time and you hated it because it's very Americanized, but it's kind of a... Oh God, I know it's coming. It's a ripping the band-aid off situation. Rip the plaster off. <laughs> plaster is so... <laughs> <laughs> oh God. 
Pasta is just such a less appealing word, I think. And I, I, I wouldn't say that about many things, like I usually would go for the English word first, but in that instance, I just feel like ripping the band-aid off just feels like a much more like snazzy phrase. Um, so, handling in your resignation, it's one of those things and you're not gonna leave. See, it's only in the context of ripping it off that I wanna say band-aid because you don't wanna leave the plaster on. I don't need to say band-aid. You don't want to leave it on because you know that's kind of gross yeah, to leave definitely. it on too long. Don't let, don't let mm. things that really aren't related to career, they're more about like friendship and personal things, yeah. stop you from making that professional step. Also just like, you know, I think innately we want to avoid awkward circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so... I will do anything. Yeah, it's like, it, they're not pleasant. It's never a fun conversation to have. To say, I'm sorry, I'm leaving you <laughs> in the work environment. So it's like... It's going to be tough, but at the same time, it's like, are you holding yourself back? And for what reason? Uh, only to avoid an awkward conversation? It's just not worth it. So mm-hmm. Imagine yourself yeah. sitting at your desk or sitting or standing or doing whatever it is you'd be doing at this new job. <laughs> imagine you living your best life at your desk, ready on your first day, so excited to start this new job that is in the right direction. And let that be the image you have when you go into the meeting with your manager. Let that be the driving force because... There are great things coming at the end of that conversation, even though it might feel awkward at the time. Yeah. So, there we go. That's been a, a hectic <laughs> little section there. I tripped to death and... Um, mm-hmm. but... You talking about English versus American, plaster versus band-aid, uh-huh. reminded me, this isn't agony, Ant, this is just a little... A little tidbit. A little tidbit at the end of the podcast. Did you say that... tidbit? <laughs> is, it... is it not tidbit? I think it's tidbit. Oh my god, this reminds me. I was chatting to one of my housemates and they were saying pseudo, you know, P S E U D O. Pseudoscience. But they said persuado. <laughs> persuado. Really, that. really cracked me it's up. It's kind of but funny because saying... in the context of pseudoscience, it's like pretending to be science. So it's persuado that it's Really cracked me up. It took me a while to figure out what they actually meant. I was like, persuado, is that a word? And then it clicked. But you talking about band aid versus plastic reminded me of and I know we slated it a couple of weeks ago, how exciting it was to be uh, English yesterday when those two goals happened at the end of the match. Oh, no, (laughs) I was kind of rooting for Germany, you know. (laughs) See, I don't care about football. I've made that clear on the podcast. No, me neither. I I wasn't watching, but... No, well, I wasn't, but I was on the phone to my nana, and she was watching, and she kept going, goal! (laughs) And I, I literally like imagining everyone, seeing everyone on Instagram cheering at the pubs. I don't know. It gave me a nice little feeling. Yeah. Um, and I rarely get that about football. Me and Jay, we um, are firm believers that we love Deutschland. <laughs> so, <laughs> ich liebe Deutschland. Um, yeah, I was rooting for Germany and there was a little picture, a picture of like a sad girl with the German oh, flag I, on her face crying. I've seen so many memes. I know, I felt bad for her. Like, she's a little girl and she just wanted her country to win the mm. game. Um, I mean, let us know. Do you want it to come home? Is it coming home? It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. I really want to flashback to a couple of weeks ago when we were detesting football. <laughs> it's a catchy song. I it still is. detest football. What a but like, yeah. And on that note, see you later. Signing out. <laughs> see you next week.